Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. (laughs) Thunder, thunder sounds. Lightning. Lightning. Skeleton noises. (laughs) Ghosts opening their mail. Oh, Hello, shit. Everyone. Zombies getting a parking ticket. Oh, no. I know, Mummy's right? fucking. Mummy's fucking. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Mummy's fucking Ryman. And welcome to the We Just Watched Shocktober Spooktacular. Ah oh, man, it's a it's a special spoop 'em up episode for you, a, a spoop 'em up special presentation. Ah, uh, that's us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I wish it was I wish it was Shocktober all year round. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah. So if people are wondering if they're like what, you know, if they're like what, like listening, um, we're gonna we're not gonna talk about one horror movie today. We're gonna talk about four horror. Horror movies. Horror movies. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of uh, some stuff that's been out this month that we couldn't decide on just one. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we're going to do them all. They're also yeah. like... They were, they were all things... We, listen, listen, guys. Dave and I sat down and we're like, look, we were going to watch all of these anyway, so we might yeah. as well monetize it. Yeah. And uh, that, that's actually what we did. And happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> this is coming out on the 31st. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, mo- the, ha- the 31st is a Monday. So that's fucked happy up. Halloween. So it made, it made the most sense to do like a little Halloween. Yeah, uh, little Halloweenies. Dildo. Little Halloweenies. Yeah. And I want to start, Tom, with a general observation. And I don't know if you agree with me on this. Okay. Um, I, there's a lot of horror movies this year. Yes. That I liked. I agree. Yeah. That said, I can't think of many that actually scared me. That's a good point. Yeah, I liked a lot of them. I can't think of ones that were genuinely scary, which is all to say, I don't think this is actually a particularly great year for horror. I think there's a lot of gems in here, but I don't think uh, on the whole, I think um, men kind of freaked me out. Men was freaky. Nope. Nope freaked me out, the, the, and both the, I thought were very good. Yeah, the Act 2 reveal in Nope, I was going to say, has stuck with me since I saw it. So, like, that's, yeah. def- that's definitely going on my, like, that would go on my list of scariest movie moments of the year, for sure. Right, again, um, also, maybe I just haven't seen enough. Like, I haven't seen um, say, Piggy, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a few that, like, uh, yeah. dropped off. There's, there's the a couple I haven't watcher. seen yet. Yeah, um, there's a new Dario Argento, and I'm sure that'll fuck me up. Yeah, um, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that. There's, there's a couple of indie things I haven't seen, but I'll say that. Like, I, 
or hatching rather. Yes, that's actually on Hulu right now, everyone. Yeah. So we covered that on uh, movies that deserve more hype. So if you wanted to catch that and you have Hulu, you can watch it without paying anything extra. Um, that's true. I was going to say, I was going to call out Barbarian because Barbarian wasn't scary, but like. It's good. It's good and it was creepy. Yeah. So I think like, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of ones that had creepy moments, including mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but g- like, generally speaking, this wasn't a very scary year for me. Yeah, um, not, not really. There wasn't any big... There wasn't any... Like, even though I didn't um, overall care for, you know, like, Hereditary, for instance, there's still, like, moments in Hereditary that I will never forget. Um, right. and, so, and there's been, like... A, yeah, I feel like there's been, like, at least one solid, like... Because last year we had um, The Medium, right? Oh, God, yeah, the medium freaked me out. Man, the medium fucks, you guys, if you haven't watched that yet. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's not one. Yeah, there hasn't been one this year where I'm like, that's the one. That's that's the spook em up. It's weird. Again, there's a lot of really good Mm -hmm. movies. Uh, But yeah, in terms of horror, and I just, I thought of that because I think it's going to be kind of a theme of today. Um, So the movies we are going to be covering, in no particular order, are Deadstream, Mr. Garrett Harrigan's? Mr. Mr. Harrigan's Mr. Harrigan's phone. phone, yeah. Mr. Garrison's phone. That's a different movie. <laughs> uh, bodies, Bodies, Bodies. That's Bodies times three. And Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, Tom, do you want to start with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Sure. I would love to start with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah. Now, if you recall... Bodies we t- to the third. Yep. Bodies times three. Yeah. Bodies uh, cubed. um if you recall we talked about this on hypecast yeah and it was either you myself or a guest who completely called what the movie was if Uh, you recall yes i i can't remember how we got started but we both we that's where we landed on yeah where it's like wouldn't it be funny (laughs) if if nobody yeah yeah i do remember partway through watching this movie when they reveal that that is what it is i was like oh we we called that. Yeah, we did. We certainly did. Um, this is a... Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're going to put out a time code. So if you haven't watched the movie, you can just skip ahead, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, we're going to spoil them. This is a uh, slasher film about um, uh, 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 Borat, Borat's daughter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's in a relationship with another uh, young lady. And they're going to a like a hurricane party with a bunch of rich kids yeah uh, they're all grotesquely wealthy yeah and they're all really toxic you can tell this is a friend group that clearly is just like years years of fucking resentment and like back talking and shit mm-hmm. like that yeah and this this one uh girl is just sort of like thrust into it and um uh the the the, the person who seems like in the center of it is pete davidson uh, yeah, it's his house. David. It's his house. It's his house. David yeah. David Peterson. <laughs> what, David if Peterson. what if that was his name? Oh, that would be amazing. Um uh so uh he so basically they they establish like there's the, the weird older guy. There's like uh <laughs> all these Lee Pace is so Lee fucking Pace. funny. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> the guy who's he like really is. It's a bunch of 22-year-olds and you know obviously Pete Davidson's older than that, but 
It's, it's but like there these are a bunch but of like college so. right he's like yeah there's like a bunch of college age kids and then a 40 year old man and everyone has been to at least one of those parties absolutely yeah. where it's like this guy is way too old yeah this guy's it's rough weird. bottom yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought about that where, like, I remember in the punk scene, there's a lot of it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. There's always that I've old had sever- ass punk. I've had several sleepovers, like like this, oh, yeah. like these hurricane parties, like these house parties where there's a, a dude that is, like, way older than anybody oh, yeah. else there. Well, they could buy alcohol. Yeah, we always had these Friday night parties at my house that would include all these, like, young punks and then Brian who was 30 and we were all in high school. And oh, God bless Brian. I loved Brian. <laughs> you were really, His, you, you really benefited off of the worst period of Brian's life. Yeah. 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 Um, to his credit, Brian never did anything weird. He was, he was actually a very good piano player. He talked to my parents. Like he was just, he was very open about it, but it doesn't matter. And then there was like punk rock Joe, shout out to punk rock Joe, who was like a little bit older. Um, but I love him. I love him. Yeah. Um, uh, but the point is that, yeah, this is a big, but like then I remember when I, when like me and my friend, when we were in like late twenties, we saw a bunch of young punks in front of the church and we were like, oh, let's be like the older punks and go hang out with them. We didn't last five minutes. Yeah. They were exhausting. And it was like, wow, how did they do it? Like, it's because you were guys exhausting. were cooler. It's because you yeah. guys were cooler. The, these kids, kids these days. Yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah. They were just like <laughs> so full of energy and drama. Anyway. Uh, speaking of which that's, yeah, this group is similar. They play a, a game called bodies, 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 which is you turn off the lights. It's basically like a werewolf. Um, if you, you it's know, kinda, there's it's, one killer, it's kind of like werewolf slash manhunt. Cause it's also kind of hide and seek. Yeah. They, they do uh, like a hide and seek where somebody will get tagged and killed and then they'll do the, the meeting like you do in werewolf anyway. Yeah. And basically they run into Pete Davidson and he has his neck slashed. Uh, and it's who killed Pete Davidson, which, yeah, I, in retrospect, is like, obviously he's the first victim. It's just, you get that vibe from like, even the trailers where it's like, eh, he's probably not in it much. He's kind of the it Drew was, Barrymore. It, yeah. It felt like stunt casting. Cause like, you know, Lee Pace yeah. is doing a specific thing, but like outside of that, like Pete Davidson's the most famous person in the movie. Right. So, well, and now then, the, um, oh shoot. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she, Maria Bach. Bakalova, I think she did get an didn't she did get an Oscar nom, right? Yeah, she did. But yeah, you could still argue Pete Davidson. Yeah, he's still like the one that all the kids know for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what proceeds is this uh, paranoia that they all start. They're all their dirty laundry comes out. All they their start, you know because they're trying to guess who's the killer and petty grievances come out. Yeah, it's one of those premises that I'm surprised no one has done it because when you do a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. What naturally happens is people point fingers and goes, well, they didn't like them or, oh, well, they were having an affair with them. And so what's happening is th- because they're trying to find motive, all the dirty laundry is coming out. And then they start by a combination of like accidents and tension. Uh, the first person who gets killed, the old guy, uh, because he's just, yeah, because they find like some stuff on him. Like he's kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Um, and Borat's daughter kills him out of what she believes is self-defense. And like, it becomes very clear, like, oh yeah, I bet there's no killer. And yeah, uh, they're, they're all just, yeah. And they all just start killing each other and all their insecurities and stuff are revealed. And then I got to command the movie at, even though I knew what had like that there was, it was either a prank or like an accident. 
what it actually was was very funny because they set it up where they're doing like TikTok videos. That was and they that was so good that reveal. Yeah. <laughs> they set that up and then they set up that the the older guy can open a champagne bottle with a uh, machete and Pete Davidson who plays like kind of a petty guy is just like that's not that impressive and then you sort of move on and what you don't realize is he was hyper focused on it. Yeah. Like, and like really jealous. And so the reveal is that they find his phone and he was trying to film a video oh. for TikTok yeah. where he does this and he slashes he his, his own, own neck. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> very, it's very funny. funny. Um, yeah, we haven't said how we felt about this movie. Um, I mostly liked this movie. I thought. Me too. My only problem with it was. It doesn't, I see what it was trying to do, where like the rest of the movie was supposed to sort of play out, oh, here's the game, but in real life, that never really gelled. No, it um, didn't. And then the the end scene, the end confrontation is sort of overloaded. Like that's yes. where all of the- Okay, thank you. That's where all of the trailer clips came from, is from this very last scene where everybody is just shouting what their character is at each other. So that I felt yeah. like that was a little like, oh, they're just trying to cram everything that didn't, that should have come out earlier in the movie into this one scene. And consequently, because all the trailers pulled most of the footage from that scene, it made- the the trailer made the movie seem like something it wasn't like it was going to be this sort of really meta self-referential oh you're toxic you're silencing me all the way throughout and it's not that it's actually way more nuanced and subtle until this scene yeah no that was yeah. the thing is i expected not to like this based on the trailer dialogue mm -hmm. and that stuff was not it wasn't them being like kids these days it was actually a very funny it was still blasting kids like the fucking Libra Moon stuff is so funny. Where yeah. she just keeps where they're like because they're asking what, about the older guy. What, what and do you, like, know, what do you about know about him? this guy? He's a Libra what's Moon. His middle name. Yeah. What's his <laughs> fucking middle name? She's like, I don't. She, he's a Libra Moon. He wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, How long have you known him? Like a long stuff. time, and it's two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It is making fun of young people and like also kind of rich people. But it's more. Uh, it's and more privileged people. Yeah. It's more that. And, yeah. and it, it's more that, yeah. Uh, and the movie it's is, making, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, it's not, it's not what you think it is in the sense that like, oh, kids today are so triggered. It's more of like, look at these rich kids who have all this privilege, really trying to be oppressed. <laughs> like yeah, wanting, they, wanting they that. They want to be part of those things. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's more what it's about. I mean, that's not even more what it, that's exactly what it's about. So like the movie's, criticism is way more like the satire of the movie is way more focused than the trailer might have made it seem yeah. um it's not just an old man yelling at a cloud it's actually very well done and except for that uh, uh that last scene that i was pointing out very well executed like i said it's yeah. pretty it's pretty subtle throughout the movie there's, there's a moment so at the end it, it ends up being um borat I'm sorry, Borat. Uh, Tutar, Tutar is her name in the Tutar in and her girlfriend. <laughs> in, in Borat, and then, anyway. <laughs> and there's sort of this moment of like, we're the only two left. So obviously, her, na her name in this movie is B. B, yeah, B. Um, and so there's this moment of like, they never really say it, but it's like, yeah, it's one of us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then they start wrestling, and and they fall in the uh, the the pool. And there's this very abrupt switch where they get out of the pool and one of them goes, oh, look, it's your phone. Oh, no, it's it's Pete's phone or uh, David's yeah, phone. Uh, yeah, she's and they like, oh, like, that's sort not of my stop. phone. Yeah. yeah, they sort of just stop fighting so the plot can continue. And I, I heavily agree with you where it's like the last like 
even five minutes, maybe 10. Um, for me, like it kind of like, I know they, they needed to get from a to B and yeah. I don't think they did a great job. No. Um, but overall the performances are great. The tension. Yeah. Um, it's everybody it's, across the board is great. It's way more tense than I expected. Yeah. Not to say that it's like a nail biter, but like it, it actually, no. it, it actually has more suspense than I was expecting. Uh, yeah. Especially based it's, on that trailer that it had. Yeah, it's not a scary movie, and no. I don't think it's trying to be. Not really. Um, it's more of a comedy. I laughed way more. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. It is pretty funny. Um, it and, is. Man, I love the uh, fucking Connor O'Malley cameo at the very end. <laughs> oh yeah. Fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. What's the character's name? It's Max. They, they keep talking. They, they keep talking, talking about, about Max. Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That so, was like, the only other possibility is that Max is the killer. Yeah, it could be this one only- guy who wasn't there the whole time, and then he yeah. shows up at the end, and it's clear that he like was in an accident or something. Yeah, and it's right after they fi- realize that no one killed uh, David, and so and then the, they're just like staring. <laughs> yep. And then one of them goes, "Oh, I have reception now." Yeah. And then the thing ends. Yeah. Yeah, I would say this movie was, it didn't surprise me, and it, maybe it's just because we accidentally figured it out, because I was watching it like, it, this movie didn't feel clever, if that makes sense. And it's for, it's for the reason of like, one, we, we sort of called it, which was, I don't know how many other people, I have a feeling like watching it, other people will have called it too, uh, because it starts feeling obvious. Um, yeah, and it two, just, it, it doesn't do. I, it would have been nice to do more of a murder mystery in the middle where it felt like a mystery. Um, but these are all for me small criticisms. Yeah, the movie was uh, to me a pleasant surprise, even though yeah, like I wasn't. Yeah, like the twist didn't surprise me, but like, um, it's still well executed, and it felt like a it felt like an Agatha Christie story because she's had stories where it's sort of like gets to that point where you're like, man, it can't possibly be any of these people. So what happened? So like, right. it's, you still are on the hook, even if you do sort of get a little bit ahead of the movie. And like I said, the, the satire of it is, is pretty, it's much more well done and much more focused than the trailer might've made you think. So if like the trailer yeah, kind of sure. turns you off, I would suggest giving the movie a, a shot. You, you might yeah. like it. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. <laughs> honestly the humor and the dialogue is what made it for me and that mm-hmm. was i thought was going to be the weakest part so yeah i would file this under pleasant surprise yeah. um very fun very good film yeah uh any other thoughts on it no let's move on all right to mr harrigan's phone this is um based on a stephen king this got poor reviews tom i saw uh, that. it's a period piece from 2003 which made me really fucked me up <laughs> Because they realized that's the equivalent of a movie taking place in the 70s, in the 90s. Yeah. And it was like, fuck, it, man. It is, that is 20 years ago, Dave. Yeah, that's not cool. Nope. And it's um about a young whippersnapper who um really needs to under, like, I, I he really needs like a grandparent or like a friend because he befriends old ass Donald Sutherland and is just like, I love you, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. You're the best. I kept thinking like, do you have grandparents? Like. They must feel really put out if you do. Anyway, um, he basically gets a job reading and helping out this this old rich bastard. Yeah, Donald he's a, Sutherland. He's a real bastard, a real Donald Sutherland type. Yeah, you get the impression that he's like a supervillain, like he's a bad guy um, in some regard, but he's good to this kid. Mm-hmm. And again, they genuinely—he's not doing it for the money. They they genuinely form a relationship. Um, 
and then the movie briefly becomes an iPhone commercial several times, uh, which the I want to talk about. The iPhone's important. It is. But was this funded by Apple? Because there's parts where he's like, with iPhone, you can easily access this and that and that. Oh, and I like think... they, they, they really make a meal out of the iPhone. Yeah. And like, is it is ex- important, but yeah. I don't know if it they like and then when he goes to upgrade his phone they're like you can keep your member when you upgrade your phone i'm like what is going on why is this a cell phone commercial suddenly (laughs) all that said i liked this movie by the way tom i like this movie so did i uh this movie is not a horror movie so i think that maybe Mm. it was a had a lot to do with some of the bad audience reviews i kind of disagree i think this is um a creepy fucking movie i think this is like a gothic drama i think this is the closest to this this spoilers this is i think the movie i found the scariest amongst the movies we watched that isn't to say like the best movie but this is the one that creeped me out the it most. is creepy yeah there are creepy moments um because basically donald sutherland dies yeah he he puts his iphone in with his uh the corpse and then uh he starts getting like weird ass texts he calls and like he can hear it ringing under the grave which is really creepy and basically he has a villain um a villain a bully a bully yeah who who's bullying him around uh who is a real is like, a real classic Stephen King maniac he bully is. the the performance is great i really liked this guy cuz yeah. he was like playing it as like he's like kind of fucked up like he's not right. yeah they talk about it later where like the teachers like he had problems at home he had mental problems he was just not having he was having a very tough time and you that all of that comes across in his performance the actor was yeah, you, actually you, quite good yeah yeah you almost didn't need that explained to you cuz that yeah the actor's killing it yeah um yeah and uh he he calls Mr. Harrigan on his phone uh, to Mr. Harrigan's phone, hence the title. Uh, and he's like, there's this bully. He's, it's really fucking me up. It's escalating. And then the bully dies. And the bully has fallen out his window, is in the same dead-ass position that uh, he bullied the kid in. Yeah, like he, he knocked he laid the, him out. Yeah, also he's got shoe polish over and all he's over got his shoe, face. Yep, he and he told him, him he's going to make him eat it. Yeah. yeah. And so <clears> Donald <throat> Sutherland goes hard as a ghost. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of, th- I mean, I, I had read the story and was a fan of the story. Um, oh, okay. And this is pretty much verbatim. Cause like, it's about, it's about a lot of things. It's about like loneliness and like what that can do to you, but it's also mostly about power. And cause like the main kid is like, is, is poor and he gets bullied a lot. And Mr. Harrigan is this super rich, uh, captain of industry who everybody's afraid of, but he's also very right. lonely as a result of it. So, like, his, the kid his... is seeing what he could become, and then, like, the iPhone thing, you know, in addition to just being the MacGuffin, it's just the way that he's able to communicate with Mr. Harrigan after he's dead. It's right. also, like, they have that scene where, like, Mr. Harrigan predicts everything that sucks about the iPhone yeah, and about yeah, the technolo- yeah. technology age. That's ties into the theme about power, where it's, like, you have this great power, but, like, if you use it, this is what's going to happen. And so, like, that's right. That's what the movie's about. It's about, so, yeah, it's about phones. At the end, it sort of yes, concludes that it's way. it's about phones. Which is weird. Um, it is. But it also, uh, again, it feels like, like, for example, there's a part where he, and this doesn't make any sense to me, mm-hmm. where he replaces his phone with a new phone. Yeah. Um, and somehow that works. Like, Mr. Harrigan can't call him that way. That's, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It's the magic. I don't know. It's the magic, yeah. It's the magic. But it, it creates a scene where he basically goes into a Verizon store and they, like, sell him a phone. Like, there's a couple parts where the movie, like... Like, I don't think high school had, like, a special iPhone table. Like, they 
it's like a little. I mean, weird. You weren't in high school when the iPhone came out. That's a good point. That's a good point. The iPhone was the coolest fucking thing in the world when it came out. That's true. There's just a couple parts where the movie like spends a little too much time. Like if like it's well, like it's, trying to sell me on the well, iPhone and I'm like this is weird. And I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's about how everyone's enamored with this of this new power. And like right. it's it's, and it's parallel he to like he looks at it. Even yeah. he gets enamored. He gets hooked on the phone. It's, exactly. Uh, yeah, and then he starts to feel realize that it's bad, uh, you know, along with the the metaphor of like literally using it to well, that's not I used metaphor and literally forget I said that. But like along with like the more the louder uh, uh, comment on that, where he's like using his phone to contact a dead man who is killing people for him. Right. It's it's the same idea how he's enamored of this power that he shouldn't be fucking with. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess what I guess what it is is it feels a little old man yells at Cloud. A little bit. Um, a little it, bit. Or specifically, Stephen was, King yells at Cloud. If it was, uh, if it was, I would I would agree with that harder if it wasn't more specifically about the power that Mr. Harrigan wields. Uh, yeah, it doesn't and, go in, it doesn't like go and also, hard into also it. Also, he's, ex- and if it wasn't exactly correct, like he's not, like it's, like it is a little old right, man yelling at a cloud, but like the For things, the record. Yeah. For the record, he's correct because the writer is writing it. Knowing yes. It. Well, I'm, that's like, what I'm saying. I'm saying Stephen, that's, we know this is Stephen King's opinion about the iPhone yeah. and technology. That's what I meant. It's like it, it's it is a little old man yelling at a cloud, but also every everything Stephen King feels about what's bad about this iPhone and the technology age is correct. So it's right, like but it, it's, it's not sort too of, old man yelling at a cloud, but well, a little bit. Yeah, it's a little Captain Hindsight because they yes, do the scene yeah. where Donald Sutherland's like, "This is going to create an era of fake news," and it's like, "This isn't impressive because I know it was written by someone who already knows this stuff." You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, and then he predicted it, and it's like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, uh, that's, I because you did you you right. just wrote him to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that that serves the story. I'm not talking yeah. about a character predicting the future. I'm talking specifically. We know that is Stephen King's current opinion about phones and technology, yes, and I'm saying that sure. opinion is correct. So it's like, yeah, yeah, he's not wrong, right? Um, um but yeah. again, I I really liked this movie. I, really I liked, liked it this way movie more too. than I yeah. thought I would. I don't quite understand the criticism because. This uh, this makes this actually makes me feel like an old man yelling at cloud where I'm like uh, critics aren't cri- there are critics older than me but it was like come on guys have you forgotten what uh, a horror movie can be like can you did you forget that a horror movie can be like subtle and eerie and doesn't mm-hmm. have to have jump scares and a million only two people die in this and it's it's mostly about the tension well, around three people technically because Donald Sutherland kicks that oh yeah kicks actually, that four big old bucket. Four people then, because the teacher. That's right, um, the teacher dies. Five yeah. if you count the mom. She dies um, off screen, it doesn't count. Yeah. Her, uh, <laughs> but, yes. but his dad is King Widower. He's such his, a he's his such dad a widower. is trying his best. He really is. <laughs> Again, it but, like, that's another, like, why is this kid so into this old guy? Well, that's another <laughs> that's another really good thing that I enjoyed a thing that I appreciate about the movie. Uh, it's subtlety is, is that relationship because it doesn't yeah. belabor it, but like you can tell the dad has got nothing in his life except for this kid and yeah. the kids being lured away from him by this guy that has all this, you know, it's, they still have, he has a positive relationship yeah, with Mr. There's dynamics. That, yeah. But, they, but like, you can tell that dad yeah. isn't, the dad keeps having these looks of like, this is weird. 
You know, like it's more. It's more that he's when he's in his will. The dad has this moment where you can hear, you can tell in the dad's head, he's like, "Thank you, you old bastard." You know, like you can tell the dad doesn't like Mister Harrigan. Basically, I didn't get that vibe so much as he's sad. Like he's sad about it. He's definitely sad, and no, I think he, I think he resents him or something. Maybe. I don't think I think it's the uh, like there you get the vibes where like the Christmas and stuff where it's like where Mr. Harrigan accidentally shows him up, you know? Um Oh yeah. The, with the scratch ticket, stuff like that where you can tell like this dad is lonely, he's trying his best and he feels a little resentment about this old man taking up his kid's time. Like I think that's what it is. Um and again, that's all in the performance. Again, uh, very good fucking performances. They never spell anything out. Nope. So like uh, that's my interpretation of the dad. Mm-hmm. uh you know yeah no, and it's I'm... not again it's not like neg it's not like too direct too dimensional it's just like yeah it's complex yeah um and yeah. so th- to continue the story what happens is basically his favorite teacher gets killed by a drunk driver just a colossal the most like the most cartoonish piece of shit right like, privileged it's, guy it's... who gets off in court it's um, it's such a ziggy character that the person they cast looks like ziggy looks like ziggy yeah uh, but it's like actually cat actually casting james ranson wouldn't have worked because he's a little too old but like it's, right. it's it's clear that's it's clear they sat down like okay we need a ziggy type yeah yeah <laughs> like. exactly and so the boy basically calls in a ghost hit it was it was very funny to me conceptually because he just goes mm-hmm. into his closet finds the phone because he never threw it away yeah he almost did and almost then he does. didn't yeah and then he calls mr harrigan and he's just like i want him dead like, well, it's, it. yeah, he's it's just cool. like kill this guy. It's uh, I really liked the progression of it because, like, initially, yeah, he's just texting Mister Harrigan and calling him because sometimes you do that when somebody passes. Sometimes you do that. You just call him right. like, "Hey, I know you're never going to hear this. I just wanted to say X, Y, and Z." Like I've done. And that. when he, yeah, when he vents about the bully, it's mm-hmm. not. He's, he's not, not like I want you to do a ghost hit because he doesn't even know ghost hits exist. Exactly. And then like when it happens and the bully dies, he feels really terrible about it because he sees like he sees the kid's family crying and he like he's his teacher talks to him about like, look, he had a he was he had a lot of shit going on. So whatever happened to him is not your fault. And that just makes him feel worse. So like he actually calls Mr. Harrigan back and it's like, I didn't want you to kill him. Like that was that was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like so like you th- I liked the progression of it because this time you you're right. Like he just picks up the phone. He's like, "Mr. Harrigan, smoke this motherfucker. Yeah, kill his funny. ass." So it's like he's getting it's the power corrupting him. Yeah, exactly. And then if the guy dies, and he, he dies sure in does. a very Mr. Harrigan way, <laughs> he dies in um, a hor- conceptually horrifying manner. He really does, <laughs> and that's and that's when he's like, "Okay, better get rid of this phone." Uh, yeah. And he hucks it into a lake, and like. That's it. And when you tell it like that, it does sound like, oh, wh- where, where's the movie? But the movie is all about the characters yes. and about him, and it's sort of coming of age. And exactly. There's, there's a lot more I think they to even, it. I think they even classify it in the Netflix description as a coming of age film. <laughs> yeah. But I would argue this is straight up also horror. I know why people saw it and they were like, this isn't horror. But I think people are too used to like that traditional horror where it's like, you know, little boogans go blah. Even yeah. elevated horror is still very much horror, and this is like horror drama. Mm-hmm. And I very much like that. And yeah. I wish we had more of that. This is a horror story that is uh, also wrapped in like a, a yeah, a, a character-based drama, and it has 
ideas in it that are conceptually terrifying mm-hmm. uh, and creepy, and they're I, mixed in with it. I like that you never see you never see any of the the murders. You never see yeah. Ghost Mister Harrigan. You never see it. It's just messages on a phone. Like he'll get which texts is the, yeah, and that, the texts are the texts are like mashing look like button mashing. Mm-hmm. So like you could you could tell yourself like oh there's an error on the phone. Maybe his bloated ass hand is like hitting his corpse, yeah. flapping against yeah. it. Just... Or like people keep saying like, oh, his phone was probably hacked, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like it, there's no like, yes, I am miss like there's a part a couple parts where the phone calls him back, but he doesn't get to it. He's like too freaked yeah, he out. He doesn't answer it, yeah. So there's like a plausible deniability that uh, but then of course the murders, it's like, oh no, those are Yeah. He literally he like he clearly fucking killed these people. Um and but yeah, I like a worse like if someone tried to make this a horror movie they would show those right yeah it would happen like six times they would think up a bunch of dumb reasons for him to keep accidentally calling in hits and they would they would have these like dimly lit you know greenish sequences where mr harrigan somebody's getting fucking... stalked by an unseen donald sutherland yeah yeah or there'd it'd be like final destination style but in this you only see the aftermath you never see what the actual events and that makes it fucking creepy. Creepier, yeah. That's it's what it's what Seven did. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of movies have done that, but that's just the the biggest example that sticks out in my mind because everybody talks about how horrific Seven is, but you never actually see any of the violence. You see the aftermath. Exactly. Yeah, it's <clears> just <throat> like I don't know, man. I'm bummed that people didn't like this. Yeah, because I I think less is more. And mm-hmm. as we're going to talk about, there's something that got a lot of reviews, uh, good reviews that I feel like is gratuitous. In the opposite way, where it's just like this, it's just like, I don't know, I, I, I like the subtlety of this. I think this is very classic mm-hmm. horror. Yeah. Like, this is actually old school horror in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, I'm glad you liked this. I, wasn't exp- I didn't know if anybody would. <laughs> so I'm sitting there yeah. watching this movie, I was like, well, I, I enjoy this. I was coming from it as like a fan of the short story. So, uh, yeah, I, I really just, liked it. Yeah, this is, a, this is well done. Yeah. <laughs> worth, worth your time if you're not expecting... Like a like, if you're not expecting a Boogans movie, then if you if you like the kind of horror movies that we were describing, you should definitely check this one out. It's it's yeah, worth watching. It's it's yeah, it's kind of creepy, and it's not super uh, long either. It's about ninety minutes in and out. Yeah, <laughs> like, in and out. Just I like think it, I Donald think anyway. Sutherland doing a hit. I think it's actually more like an hour forty. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah. it didn't it didn't it was, feel very long. No, I had a delightful time. Um, any other thoughts on it? Nah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I guess we should talk about Werewolf by Night. That's what sure. I was referring to a second ago. Uh, I, I have a bone to pick with this, although a lot of my gripes has nothing to do with the quality of it, I realized. Interesting. Uh, this, is Marvel. I, yeah. this is Marvel's short, short yep. horror uh, it's special. A, it's their special, uh, which... Uh, I'm kind of in the opposite direction. I would have watched an, this. I would have. I got to the end of this and was like, "Add 30 more minutes to this," and I would have gone to see this in a theater. Like I loved this. Oh, um, good. Yeah. No, I. Um, th- I like Michael Giacchino, uh, who normally is a composer. He did the music for this and also directed it. Um, I think he did a good job of mimicking the lighting of old horror movies like it's not just they put a black and white filter on it they actually did the lighting techniques or some of them anyway that they used See, to do i would argue i don't think he did that 
I think his cinematographer did that. I'm saying that, yeah, that's yeah. And well, no, I want to make that distinction because I think some people got the memo and some people didn't. I think the costume and set designer got the memo. I think oh, the yeah. cinematographer got the memo. I actually don't think the writer or the director got the memo uh, at all. <laughs> I so th- this is my bone to pick, and it's more to do. I don't know. This is uh, this feels to me like the the bar lowering because this is fun. This is a fun movie. It's a, it's I was, a yeah. I was disappointed by it because I wanted a horror short. It is not. I that. wanted Marvel to do that. It's just another superhero thing. It's, yeah. It's the th- same problem I keep having with Marvel, which is when they're like, ooh, we're going to do something different. And then it's not. It's not actually different. It's just more superhero stuff. I and would say it, the, 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 the moving parts of this are, are different. But it is at, at base, it is just a superhero story. Um, yeah. But I think all the elements are different and the approach is a little bit different, uh, which I, I don't know. And I, I don't know. I liked it. It's it, I, I recognize that it's essentially just a different coat of paint, but I really like this coat of paint. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I, I again, was disappointed and I sort sure. of my eyes glazed over at a certain point because I don't think because it's short, I don't think there was much. I don't know with the character. So my my gripe is that it's getting great reviews and almost every v- review is like a wonderful tribute to the Boris Karloff era or classic movies. And as I was pointing out, like Boris Karloff movies don't have Joss and quippy dialogue. It doesn't have CGI monsters. It's not shot in 16 by nine. It doesn't have action wonders where a werewolf tears people about. Like this is not anything like those. I would argue it is just lit like one mm-hmm. and dressed like one. Yes. That's it. And, and so it is to me, the equivalent of a filter being put on it because nothing about it actually is a tribute i was trying to look into it to be like what do people fucking think that first that first classic act, about this that first act where they gather everybody in the hall and then they and the intru- crypt keeper? <laughs> they introduce crypt keeper uh Again, and that, that creepy that, ass lady giving her theatrical speech about like that felt very old school to me like that felt a little, like yeah, a, a bit but if you go back and watch it, it still has the quippiness it's still the camera stuff is still very modern like the camera moves and stuff i i know what you're saying it's it's there's certain things that are in the style of it um but like i looked up lists because i was like what what fucking are people saying here um on the list someone said like sympathetic monsters and it's like you're right that that counts but not in this way not in the way that the monster's named ted as a joke you know what i mean um the werewolf looks like an old style werewolf. Like there's definitely, it's definitely like a tribute. I like that they didn't, I mean, obviously they do for some of the action shots, but I like that instead of just making like a CGI Hulk, they actually just put the actor in werewolf makeup. Sure. Yeah. See, do th- that. This is, this is another bone I have to pick. And this is with the journalism around it is that's one of the things people kept saying on the reviews and stuff. They're like the practical effects. So for example, a lot of articles will tell you Ted is a practical effect. No, he's not. And I was like, yeah, and I looked it up and they're like, they built a real costume on set and then like practically in footnote writing that was used as a reference. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, because it's CGI. One of the things they praise, uh, like I've seen praise multiple, multiple times, is practical sets. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, is the bar so low that you're like, it didn't use a green screen? That's Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty sad. Yeah, I mean, I so like it. I, I liked the sets that they built. Right. But that's what I'm saying. And I'm, is, glad, that's why that they, my, I'm glad that they built them. Right. That's why my bone to pick with this has less to do with the actual movie and more to do with like, it really felt like the praise, some of it was like a signal of the bar being horrifically lowered, where they're like, 
like again where I don't this is a fun uh action like superhero werewolf thing yeah. done in the style of a classic old film yeah. but not done in such a way that it's particularly like it doesn't actually in my mind capture the spirit of those old movies you know it's aesthetically done that way but only to it a It would point. have been it would have been yeah they would have needed to make it more bleak uh, and that yeah, they, that's not going to happen in a Marvel movie. Had, yeah, they would have had to film it more, like on sticks. Like they would have had to shot it, shoot it in like the the the, the fucking four by three, and like made the cinematography actually look like an old film. But it it really doesn't. Um, again, the lighting does, the sets mm-hmm. do, and but the are, actual cinematography or the f- camera, sh- the shot list does. There there are a few shots, and uh, that first. That one's not so much. Um, there are a few shots that felt like, oh, this is like fucking Lon Chaney. Okay. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, I think so. Again, I, I want to make like, this I, distinction uh, that a cinematographer is mostly in charge of lighting a set, yeah. while the director chooses the actual chooses shots. The shots and the moves. That's yeah. what I, that's what I'm trying to make the distinction of is that I think the cinematographer absolutely knew how to make something look like an old and maybe i don't know i haven't looked it up maybe the director is also the cinematographer all i know is the shots themselves like they do the hulk shot and it's like well that's a nod to the avengers that's not a nod to it old, is a like Mar- it felt it like it's a marvel movie it's uh, my it question felt I- more beholden to marvel for that reason it felt sure. more to be about marvel easter eggs sure then my yeah. i guess i guess my question is how many things does it need to check off before it's an acceptable homage to you i think uh, acceptable homage to old classic horror really comes down to the writing. I think you could have shot this in color uh, and like in modern way, if it felt like a classic horror story, but it's not, you know, like that's the thing is the, the part that isn't classic is so loud. Like you can't tell me this is a classic horror story and then do an elaborate one where the werewolf rips a like SWAT team apart. <laughs> It's like, no, that doesn't happen. You can't tell me this is like Boris Karloff films when the joke is that the monster's name is Ted and then it like ends on it's, like I'm a just, joke. I'm just saying it's, it's just like, it sounds like you're more like your bone to pick is is with the people who have reviewed this rather than the thing itself. Saying. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that my bone to pick is that it's the praise it's getting is so fucking weird to me. Um, as like this, oh my God, this is so fresh for Marvel. And it's like, no, it's a Marvel thing. It's a Marvel thing that's skinned like a hor- old classic horror. But my, I guess my bone to pick with the actual thing itself is that it was advertised heavily as one thing. They use that werewolf transformation scene, which is great. It's great that's so cool. Yeah. But it's not, it's more just uh, fucking it's a quippy superhero thing like and that really bums me out because again it's not it's not against like the people who made this it's more of my like it just extended my how bummed i am with marvel where it's like can you just do you advertise like a werewolf horror thing could you do that could you actually do that and they couldn't they couldn't like, I, I, this is really cynical, but I firmly believe it's black and white because of censorship more than the style, because it doesn't show blood and because that makes it easier to sell to families. Like, it's, it's the Disney f- Disneyfication mm-hmm. factor where yeah. it's, it's like they didn't, they didn't go for it. I wanted them to go for it. I wanted them to actually make something that was a horror movie, 
people kept saying it's like really gory and it's like no it, it actually isn't like it's blood not, slides not, at the screen yeah not super gory there's a couple no. of uh, spots where they definitely probably wouldn't have put that in a pg-13 avengers movie but um right yeah but oh, like those, sure. movie, those movies are pretty violent too uh but yeah. it's just not gory and and um, that's that's why it's like it's weird it's a weird bone to pick because i think the actual short is is fine it's I, I I didn't love it, but it's not like there's nothing wrong with it, you know. Like it's it's, my, this is my favorite Marvel good. thing I've seen in a while. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I I really I th- enjoyed this. I think that the way they hyped it up and the idea that this is supposed to be like spooky and the 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 all all the hype around it and it, it just feels like we're like sort of patting them on the head for doing something slightly different and being like this is incredible. And I just don't. I think it's just it's more of the same to me. Uh, that, for the I mean, most it, part. It, 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 at its at its core, you're right. Yeah, I, I cannot argue with that. I it really is, wish they. It's just went another superhero it. story. Yeah, yeah. I wish they had legitimately went for a horror because it's yeah. just this isn't horror. It isn't. This is uh, even more cynically than you suggesting that it's in black and white for the the violence, which is a thought I had as well. Um, even yeah. though I did I did really like the black and white. Um, is I. Th- I feel like this may even be a proof of concept, right? Because we know oh, they're yeah, maybe. we know they're lining up some of the horror characters like Black Knight and Blade. Uh, this introduces a bunch of other ones, uh, you know, Werewolf by Night and Elsa Bloodstone and Man Thing, um, and they're uh, Moon Knight kind of also dabbles in this a little bit. So it seems like they're kind of gently testing the waters more and more to see if they can do like horror Avengers, which I'll be all over. Like if just yeah, do, me a, too. That's, do a, that's do a Tomb of Dracula movie. I'll watch the fucking shit out of yeah. that. Yeah. The irony, uh, <laughs> the really funny, the really funny part of that is fucking Dark Universe over there is watching this like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like that's what's very funny about it. And it and it's like uh because that's the thing, is it's also like the classic horror stuff. I really kind of want them to cut that shit out. Because I feel like they're standing, it's the Jurassic Park, you're standing on the shoulders of giants or whatever. Like, it's just like, I, I don't know, man, you're not actually honoring it or you're not actually recreating it. You're doing it for an aesthetic to make people like kind of like make your own horror aesthetic. If you're going to do what you're describing, like Blade and stuff like that, and I'm sure they will. But it's just like, make your own horror aesthetic then. Don't like borrow pieces of another from another from Universal, from like another company. Uh, and another genre that you're not really have much to do with. It like I guess this is what I, this is the comparison that I have. Uh, Death Proof, very good movie. I love Death Proof. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tarantino, the assignment was to make a grindhouse film, and you can tell that Tarantino didn't actually want to do that. And you can tell it because it does like the grindhouse like camera filter for like the first half, and then it just slowly forgets that it's that. You know what I mean? He made a different kind of drive-in movie. He made Vanishing yeah. Point. Yeah, very good, very good. Mm-hmm. But it's not. No, I it's really not like a, Death Proof. Yeah, yeah, but it never to me felt like a grindhouse. You know what I mean? Like no, it never... but Planet Terror didn't really either. Like Planet. Yes. Uh, it... Yeah, I think both of them failed at the assignment. Yeah. I really do, and I yeah. like both of the films because yes. it's both directors. It's kind of both directors just can't help themselves. That's the kind of the issue with Tarantino, right? and Robert Rodriguez in both a good and a bad way, which is Mm -hmm. like, they can't really recreate a style because they can't fucking help themselves. They have to be them. 
That's um, that's art, baby. Yep, and that's the the feeling I got from this, but in a like a, just a way that bummed me out a little more, which is that Marvel can't help just being Marvel. And so, like they they the assignment was let's make a horror special, and then they just like couldn't help themselves and had to make it a Marvel superhero thing, and that's that's why it was like I was ultimately like the movies it's fine, but I was disappointed because I wanted an actual horror thing. That's and fair. I didn't get it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I really, as, I really enjoyed this for what it is, for sure. And I think if this is a proof of concept for like the Blade universe, that's great. Yeah, do they that. Should, they should. Yeah, they <laughs> shouldn't. I we've been saying this for a while. Don't include the Avengers. No. Don't include the MCU. Just no. make it a horror universe. Yeah, and set Blade in it and have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. I think that's good. Hmm. I don't know. I get why you like it. I get why people like it. Yeah. Um, I and just... I, I, I understand your criticism too, but I did. You, I do. <laughs> and and you, you, you admit it as much. Uh, so yeah, but it's like, I do have to point out that you're, you're shitting on the reviews it's getting more than the thing itself. For sure. But I think the reviews it's getting are indicative of this, the, again, of like how much Marvel has kind of seeped into our mm-hmm. expectations yeah like going back to mr harrigan's phone it's the same of how like the way m- like mainstream horror yeah has seeped into our expectations that then people watch that and they're like what's going on there's no jump scares what is this you right, know what yeah, i mean uh, Where it- yeah compare i mean halloween ends is getting pretty not great reviews across the board but like compare the reviews of that to the reviews of mr harrigan's phone where it's like oh yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> it's like where it's like what the fuck's going on and i feel like this is indicative of like how Marvel has almost lowered the bar that like people are right, like, Oh they're... my God, non green screen sets. And I'm like, yeah, that, that is fucking <laughs> mind blowing. It's like, Oh, they actually yeah. built sets instead of had people dancing in front of a green screen. It's like, yeah, that's how you usually make things. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it was fun enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you have any more? I want, I want to give you t- like no, the I don't ability to else praise is... this. No, because well, I understand. I, I... Like I didn't, you know, I didn't ha- connect with it in any profound emotional way. I just really, I, I really enjoyed it for what it was. I would have watched sure. a whole movie of this. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I think I'm on board with you, which I would have preferred a movie version because I texted you and I was like, I was like, I don't know about this, and like I said, I'm halfway through, and then I was like, oh wait, no, oh, I'm no, done. Wait, it's over. <laughs> yeah, and and I think I actually would have connected to it more if they spent more time with the characters. Because my my issue is like, or the reason the reason my issue with the film itself and why I didn't enjoy it is because I I didn't feel like like I I didn't think it was particularly like the 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 concept is like we're monster hunters and it's like yeah you're not very good at it <laughs> like it turn like you instantly fail at it and then like there's these quick moments where she's like oh in this grave is keys to get out and like we have to like because it's an hour long they had to like rush it it felt like a little bit mm-hmm. and i actually would have rather like a even a two-hour version that like gave me a reason to like the main character a little more and like establish mm-hmm. that relationship with her like it just sort of ends like he he killed like the monster hunters die and then it like goes to color and they do like a joke and it ends and i was like wait really like i i did kind of i thought like there's more to be ha- said here you yeah. know no, yeah, they, I would have, um, like I said, I would have watched a whole movie of this. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, again, I like what was there. I, I want more of it. I think if I had more time with it, I could have gotten over 
the initial stuff and start enjoying the characters and stuff, but mm-hmm. there just wasn't enough. Time. I do think I, I do think the performances in this were a lot of fun. Oh, they're great! Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. The main guy, yeah, uh, Gal Garcia Bernal, yeah, um, from uh, from old Dave, the star of old. Oh my God, he is the star of old. Yeah. Oh shit! Good for him. Good for old. Yeah, old good guy. for old. Um, well, do we want to talk about our final movie? Yeah, let's do it. Deadstream. I have the least amounts of notes for this because I was, for the most part, just watching the movie. Right. Like my note for Dead Deadstream is just like an exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> like, this movie rules. <laughs> yeah, I think this has to be probably my favorite. This uh, is of this group, so much fun. Such a fun it is movie. A found footage movie about a uh, about a uh, like a streamer, like a. Like a Logan Paul type, a, Real, uh, um, a really irritating uh, YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. not like a I, PewDiePie. I, I do like that they didn't like they made him kind of sh- they they made him kind of shitty, but not like unforgivably not, shitty. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, and th- that's part of the point. Is like he tr- he's trying. He's and trying. He just can't. Yeah. He's just a dipshit. When he dedicates his stream to the blacks and the Mexicans, the and he's the trying. Mexicans. Oh he's my trying God. so hard. Yeah. <laughs> but he just can't get past the fact that he's an idiot. He's a dipshit, like that's what yeah. it is. He's terminally an idiot. Yeah, yeah. terminal dipshit. <laughs> um, and so, like, he has a YouTube channel that yeah, he's grading and and you you know, um, and he goes to this haunted house and he, uh, it's so funny because it also fits perfectly with like horror characters. Whenever horror characters, because the whole thing about writing a horror movie is you have to think of a way for someone to get trapped, right? Mm-hmm. And half the time, horror characters do something very stupid. Like, for example, bodies, 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 they do the car thing, which I was like, ah, that's that's a bit much, but sure. You know, they always has to be, there There has to be a reason. They did it in a way that made sense, though. They did. In, it in was bodies, fine. Like, she just accidentally left the mirror down. And I, fuck, right. I, have, I have done that before. Yeah, it's fine. But it's still like, <clears> you <throat> know, they have to figure out a reason. And this, it's built in. Yeah, because he's like, I'm gonna spend a night in a haunted house, so I'm gonna take the spark plugs out of my car and throw them in the woods. Yeah, like because and he locks a- himself inside and drops yeah. the key in a vent, and you're just like, you're watching this, and you know he's fucking hanging himself because you know you're yeah, watching a exactly. horror movie. So you're just like, oh my god, dude, <laughs> so funny. And then I would argue the first like 20 minutes of this movie genuinely had me on edge. Uh, because it's the tension. It's all, it's all set up, yeah. So yep. you're like, something is gonna happen, I just don't know when. Right, which, if you recall, I, I, like, I, uh, maybe you d- had a different experience, but I, that's the same way I felt watching Evil Dead, is you, the genuine tension, and then the tension breaks, because things just go out of fucking control. Yeah, um, it gets so over the top. It's so much fun. It turns out, that he's hunting he, there's a, a ghost that like i don't know about you but the moment that woman showed up i was like there's that's the ghost oh it's she's the ghost, the ghost yeah also yeah. Uh, i mean uh, jamie loftus retweeted it but did you notice she's wearing a bechtel cast pin that's amazing yeah she's wearing a feminist icon pin that's so good that's so good um because what happens is this woman shows up during his stream and is like i'm your biggest fan and like is following him around and like he's constantly talking to the chat and the chat's like keep her around and he's like a dick to her you could like he's just a shitty guy like that's you that, sort of did a good job with like showing underpin like underpinnings of like 
oh, he is a mean spirited person. Like he, is, he yeah, doesn't have the best heart. You can tell that his you do get it's that's surprisingly subtle because it is twofold. One, you are seeing that he's a, he's an asshole, like he's mean, and like his his persona is an affectation. Like you you almost see him. I don't want to say code switch, but it's like you see him like do behaving the way he behaves for his stream and then you see like flashes of what he's actually like when he's dealing yeah, and with you this can tell he's he's a jerk yeah but like uh, there I, why i said it, i appreciate how nuanced it is is because it is weird like she stalked him out to this house she's crashing his live for stream sure. and like the stipulation of his stream is that he's supposed to be there by himself and it's just some creepy fan that has come to find him out in the middle of nowhere i'd be a little put off too Absolutely. So, but you can, again, you can tell the way he treats her. Yeah. He d- he treats her like a shit. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, you're right. It's nuanced. Um, It's, yeah. The thing he's, so they, they reference an apology video at the start and about how <laughs> there's a scandal. What we learn is that he fought a homeless man yeah. uh, for a video and put him in the hospital because he thought the homeless man, he didn't realize the homeless man had like a medical condition. Basically, right. he was ex- like the whole the premise is he does his channel. He does things that he's scared of. And it, it, he did a video about like he's never been in a fight before. So like he thought this dude was going to wail on him. Yeah. And instead he put the guy in the hospital. Right. And there's very much a message throughout. Of, yeah. Um, the relationship people have with uh, fans in the Internet age. Yes. That's yeah. a big part of it. Because the whole time he has this scrolling text of people who are just like, you should kill yourself or like. No, go invest in the, the, uh, investigate the noise. And he has these sponsors he's beholden to. And so, again, very smartly, they crafted a horror movie where normally when a character does something stupid, you have to write this big sweaty reason. In this, it's him literally doing the horror movie tropes on purpose Yeah, because his sponsors are telling him to and the fans are saying, do it, do it. Don't be a, don't be a pussy. Go do it. Like, that's the idea is that He's like, am I liked yet? Do you like me? Like, that's the, the relationship is he is this, this like dude who's desperately seeking approval mm-hmm. uh, from an audience of strangers. And, put it, and it's, you know, th- this is more obvious, but like he's putting himself in harm's way to do this. Like it's he's yeah. so uh, beholden to his online persona and his fans and stuff that it's like at great personal risk like he's you know and like that that's like real obvious and loud commentary yeah. but it's it's oh, it's, sure. it's it's not not true yep <laughs> but what they what they do that was very funny very funny is that they make the villain kind almost like it's almost like the ring um where the what you learn is that the 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 lore is that this woman keeps killing people in this house to start a family mm-hmm. and then what he realizes souls. Yep, and then he finds her diary, and it's filled with bad poetry. Her bad poet. I love it when he fi- when she's still masquerading as a fan and hasn't yeah. dead-eyed it out on him yet. And they're like, she's, they they sit down to read the poems. Like, oh, I found some of these poems. They're really stupid. And she gets very serious for a second. She's yeah, like, they're not boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The movie is. It doesn't care if you know she's the ghost. No, it does not. Co- yeah. I mean, of course, like you. The movie knows that as soon as she shows up, you're going to be suspicious of her. There's no yeah. reason another human being should be, should be out here. So yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, and so what you learn is that she's killing people for an audience. In other words, she's an influencer. Yeah. Before before influencers existed, is the idea, is that she was like. She she married a publisher like she was just trying to become the next big thing, 
in her time and then died and is continuing to try to gain an audience. And so she's him. She's him. And he realizes that. And he starts learning that he like he, he the way he puts it is he has to demonetize her. <laughs> yep. By using like he wants he's gonna deplatform her (laughs) yeah he's gonna deplatform her by um the way he was deplatformed by like doing the spell to like take over her power um it's very silly and very fun oh man all while (laughs) you mentioned deadite all while the ghost stuff that happens uh the moment she turns because he kills he accidentally kills her and then she comes back from the dead she's choking him or so she's trying to kill him she's biting him yeah she's biting him that's right she's biting him yeah he tells her to leave and then she just goes <laughs> like yep. just goblins she out, on him. out on him yeah he accidentally kills her and he, he he reacts appropriately in the sense that he like is like somebody call the cops i need to turn myself in i killed a woman yep it was an accident you all saw it um and then she disappears and of course she's full-on evil dead deadite yeah um and you probably, we've talked about it, the reviews compare this to Evil Dead. I was delighted to learn that's not the only comparison. Dare I say, this is shot in the Sam Raimi style. And that really impressed me, because it's a found footage movie. Yeah, this and movie is like very technically impressive, as well as is. being just fun as hell. So they do this thing where he comes in and he has just a basket full of cameras gopros and he puts them up and he has a tablet and so he's like with a flick of my wrist i cut back and forth but then he can go on the tablet and look at the different cameras right and Mm -hmm. he's like they detect motion so they'll cut around right yeah that's then that's a fun little device that they use to to help build tension too is the the feed he says he tells us that the feed will automatically cut to another camera if there's motion detected so for the first half it'll every so often cut to a room where nothing's happening but you're like oh something just moved yeah. yeah. Um, but then what he also does is as he as he keeps going, he he realizes he's sort of like like um so he's putting down these cameras, but then like he gets trapped in his car and he grabs a beef jerky and he <laughs> and he tapes the camera to it and he, he this... labels each camera while oh, whenever he does it. And even in the fit of fear, he labels them, which is a little you know, it's 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 it's, it's a, a joke. This is a horror comedy. Yeah. Exactly. And he labels it beef cam. Beef cam. And then the he car scene the is window. so good, Dave. It's so good it's with so the weird good. cop. Yeah, the weird fucking cop. Yeah. With his 19th century handlebar mustache, yeah, immediately boogans out, like immediately boogans out on him, yeah, and becomes yeah. just a, a full on classic deadite. And man, this scene is so good it's because so it's, good. It's, so, it's both funny and then there's a genuine uh, suspense because he can only right. see every time he puts the beef camera out, and you can see that this guy is getting closer and closer to the car while he's trying to do some great so scene, good. great scene. And so the camera has a function, right? Mm-hmm. And Sam Raimi famously had like Ramo cam, glide cam, like he had blank cam when he was making Evil Dead. Um, and so it is like you start realizing it is kind of a reference to that because later he makes a makeshift spear and he puts the fucking camera on the end and names it spear cam. And the shot of the spear going after because the villain gets the spear, of course. Yeah. And then it's a shot from the tip of a spear going at him. It's a Sam Raimi shot. It sure they have is. constructed naturally through the, the story a Sam Raimi shot. And that's what I mean that that really impressed me because it's obviously a tribute to Evil Dead in the sense that 
they're like they're deadites. They look like humans, and then they suddenly like f- you know turn into monsters. Um, and then the and then of course he's covered in blood. Um, by the end, he's just abused, and then and then that's the other thing is the monsters are very funny in what they choose to do to him. Right, she sticks her finger all the way up his nose. It's very she does it it's twice. very Sam Raimi shit. Yeah. Yeah, this long, like, yeah. nail it's finger so she slowly yeah. shoves up his nose, and he's like, why? Why? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then she bites that. his dick. <laughs> she sure does bite his dick. Yeah. It is a pure Sam Raimi moment. I, I love when he, when he throws the garlic at it. He's like, garlic is bullshit. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. <laughs> So it's like it's definitely modern found footage and the the way it's built, but they he manages to like naturally construct Sam Raimi cinematography, which I just didn't expect. I thought it was just going to be the monsters and the the concept. You're right. Yeah, you know? that didn't even occur to me because they they do it so organically within what the film has been up to that point that it's like yeah. su- suddenly we're getting a POV shot of a ghost chasing him down the hall and it makes right. sense. He also puts he sense. also puts a camera on her. Yeah, and so we again, get some that of those makes sense. Yeah. Cuz he wants to see what she sees so he knows where she is and that becomes a Sam Raimi shot. Like they do, they do the um they do the shot of the hand dragging itself toward the knife. Yeah. Because it's it's from her point of view, and she's dragging herself across the floor, and it's yeah. the same shot. Yeah, you're right, yeah. man. Isn't that really cool? Yeah, like I, it's really <laughs> impressive what they did here. Um, because it's yeah, again, it's very much Evil Dead in the in in the in the plot in the in the this dumbass character being abused by ghosts. Yeah, he's just getting he's just getting his war. ass kicked the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and he cuts off a limb at the end uh, to cuts off his finger because there's a flesh sacrifice it's very much it's not hiding the fact that it's an evil dead tribute but the fact that they managed to do a found footage tribute in the cinematography was very impressive yeah this movie rules it rules (laughs) it it works it stands really well on its own as well Mm -hmm. um like it's uh yeah, it's you very good. You don't need to be a super Evil Dead fan or even have ever seen it to enjoy the yeah. movie, for sure. Yeah, and I would argue it's it's yeah, it's tributing the right stuff where it's not like it's not like just doing the plot, you know? Um and it's doing all original jokes and it feels more modern than Evil Dead because it's made yeah. now. Yeah. Uh but it very much captures what we love about Evil Dead in many in multiple ways and made it into a fan footage. I can't this is a husband and wife couple. I can't fucking wait to For see what else they do. Yeah. Yeah. To see their other stuff. And the, the guy that plays the influencer, that's the, the husband, right? That's the one I half of the so. duo. I think that's right. We should have looked yeah, that if up. You, yeah. If you watch the credits, the credits repeat a lot of names. There's not many. It's very indie, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking it up. God. Um, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. What a fucking, what a fucking film. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's it, it's uh, it's Joseph and Vanessa Winter, and and Joseph Winter does play the uh, Sean, the main character. And he pl- he plays it so well, so good, so yeah. well. It's a uh, a delightful film. Uh, <laughs> if you like Evil Dead, you'll definitely like this. If you like gore, if you like slasher, if you like demons, uh, it, you're definitely gonna fl- flinch because <laughs> it's like oh oh, there's a lot of that. Yeah, it's almost it's like jackass in a way. Um, <laughs> And it does manage to be creepy and scary at first, but it's definitely not 
Right. It's not it trying be- to be scary. No, if the tension be- breaks and it becomes a fucking. There are still yeah. moments of suspense, but it is it is very much like the slapstick Evil Dead yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's some imagery that will make you maybe go like, Ugh! Yeah, you yeah. know, like like the the little kid. Um, yeah, the tall the, like the, the tall ghost. Yeah, the tall ghost. <laughs> he just looks like a weird freak. Yeah. <laughs> looks like and a the, muppet. The fucking the the outside ghost is very much fucking Henrietta. Like it's it looks like it looks like Gollum a little whatever the fuck that thing was. Oh yeah 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 the little the little wolf boy or whatever he finds yeah. in the woods yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty cool shit in this. The yeah. makeup is a little rubbery, I would yeah. say. Yeah, but there's a couple like... of there's a couple of props that are very clearly just rubber hands that they yeah dumped corn syrup on. But who cares? Like, yeah, it matches the tone. It's, yeah, it's like we're having fun. Yeah. Most of the time, like I only noticed that maybe two or three times. Like most and, of the time, it's pretty solid. Right, and that's you can watch Evil Dead and notice that too. Yeah, like it's I don't think they did it on purpose, but it's just like yeah, this is an indie horror. It very much feels like. I like, think it's a little. I think it's a little more obvious uh, on digital. Um, yes. Like so, yeah, I think it's agreed. more obvious in in these in this movie than it is in Evil Dead. But yeah, for sure, you can still tell see the fucking rubber shit in Evil yeah. Dead. Yeah. It's very. It was very well put together. This is like. This is a good script, I would say. It like, is. Yeah, that's what also surprised me is I thought because you know indie horror has the advantage of like you don't have to sell it. You just have to say, like, I'll make it, and it'll be scary because I, I know how to make it scary, or I know how to make it fun. Whereas this, like, if you looked at the script, the script is also, like, clever. Like, it's, it's the influencer stuff, what it's, the, the, right, the very like, little it says about that. It says more than it needs to about influencer culture. Yeah, and it's not, it's not terribly deep or anything, but, like... no. Um, yeah, I agree. Like the script is something you would look at this and be like, oh yeah, this is like, this is like a studio film. Yeah. Yeah. It's clever. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, it doesn't, it, it, you know, like, yeah, it would be interesting if you were, if you're just reading it, but then of course it's really fun watching it. Uh, and like nothing. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just fucking dead stream. Check it out. Yeah. It rules. It's on shutter. It's on shutter. If you have shutter. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, man. Found footage. It's great. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's great. It's great. Yeah, film. It's, it is. I think we mentioned that on Hypecast or something this week, but yeah, it yeah, is found funny how like, going hard. like found footage like 10 years ago or, or 15 years ago, maybe was like real groan worthy. But now it's like when a movie, when it's like a horror movie and it's found footage, I'm like, Ooh, you know what it is, is that found footage when, when it first started, not when it first started, but in that, in the, I would, I'll, I'll call it the 2007 era of found footage. Yeah, the mid-aughts, yeah. Yeah. It was done as a, almost like it felt like a tax dodge. Like, it was just, like, people making these things uh, to save money based off, like, you know, your paranormal activities, you know, where it's like, oh, this was clearly them just being like, we can get away with, mm-hmm. like, most of the movie just being shots of people sleeping if we add jump scares every now and then it was such a cynical exercise some um, of those are okay though some of those paranormal I, activities tom, are okay tom i like the paranormal activities i know i i like all of them and i don't respect myself because of that hey i'll i'll stand up <laughs> yeah. for, i think i think three is legitimately a good movie yeah, there's some they they do some good stuff but it's they're still anyway. made out of cynical yeah and it's reasons. the the the, the like look at i mean cloverfield's pretty good actually um 
but like, yeah, well, Cloverfield. Clo- Cloverfield to me was the moment actually that I thought, wow, found footage could be more than it is. Yeah. It doesn't. It still wasn't at the time. But what what I was getting at is that found footage has always been associated with cutting corners. Yeah, like or or it Cynical. was in that air area where yeah. it was. We want to save money and then make a lot of money off of teenagers on dates, and so they didn't care if the movie was that good. They would just they would take horror premises and just make them found footage. And yeah, then, like like the, the know, devil inside. Like there's a lot of yeah. trash found footage or the from the pyramid. Era. Do you recall the Oof, pyramid? The Tom? pyramid, the movie that is so bad they didn't put yeah. it on on video uh, outside of the U.S. Like it, it was supposed to get a home right. release and it didn't. Like and that's how bad about, it was. Yeah, and nothing about that movie served found footage. And what I mean by that is that the core premise of found footage was that it was trying to scare people to um, based on the idea of reality that this is real right this is grounded mm-hmm. like Blair yeah. Witch Project feels grounded when you watch it yeah and found footage slowly just became we don't want to pay for a film camera that's all like the pyramid's the best example of that where nothing about it feels like it should be a found footage movie and in and point of fact it, it cuts to, to a budget it cuts to a few shots that are impossible like it, it cuts, cuts to, to space yeah well, and it also it cut, yeah, and it cuts to like a shot down the corridor that where like the cameraman isn't. So like, who's filming yeah. that? No, like, no, yeah, that yeah. Mo- that movie like it, constantly forgets. It breaks its own format so many. Yeah, right. So yeah, like that's and like then, the the best example of cynical ass found. Right, footage. because when it when it when they it literally it literally cuts to shots that no one could be filming, but it's still the low quality found footage. So it's like, oh, you just wanted to use worse cameras. That's what we're you're saying. So. But what I think people start realizing is that we can make a found footage premise and give it a budget. That's mm-hmm. what Cloverfield was, you know? And I think what made Cloverfield good is not that it was found footage, but, but it was depicting a Godzilla situation from the ground. From the ground level, yeah. Which then justified found footage. You know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like, found footage is all about that idea. And I would say this also justified it in that in the opposite way where it's like we we're going to prove that found footage can actually be dynamic in its cinematography because right. if you have a bunch of cameras that are being literally flying around you can make an evil dead you know that way because his cameras are flying around uh that's what i thought was really neat like more found footage should like there's been some where like the camera will be used as a weapon or like you know like yeah quarantine. like yeah yeah and it's like that's using found footage the way it should be Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this mm. this movie fucks. This movie fucks. It fucks you and me. It fucks everyone. Uh, boy, this was the length of a regular we just watched, Tom. It was, Dave. Listen, it was the Shocktober spectacular. It had to be. It was. Well, also a lot of these films. It's like I don't know if I could talk about these films for an hour, um, because either because I just liked them, or I don't have much to say about them. Right. Um, and like Deadstream, like I said, I had I literally had no notes written down because I was just watching it. Yeah, uh, great film. I, I like started, you know, yeah, great film, fucking blast, like an awesome film, terrific film, terrific. Oh. Um, well, I man, we've done it, Dave. That's a that's a Shocktober spooktacular. That's a Shocktober spooktacular, thus, folks. Thus concludes our spine tingling special presentation. Yep, this month we covered a Hellraiser. We covered mm-hmm. I Saw the Devil. 
uh in theory we covered vhs 99 um that's true theoretically we did that theoretically this was perhaps recorded before that uh and we covered all these i think we i think we had a good shocktober Uh, i think we covered a lot one of the best shocktobers dave one of the best oh and we Mm -hmm. covered um don't worry darling i think that was technically was that technically shocktober i don't know i don't remember (laughs) i think maybe yeah, I hope there wasn't anything we missed. We, we do so many of these. <laughs> I know. We did miss a Dario Argento film, which does feel like a bit of an oversight, but I'm, eh. I'm going to watch that just for me. Yeah, that's, that's just for Tom. I'll, yeah. tweet, I'll tweet my thoughts. Yep. And uh, I can't think of any other Halloween movies. Nope, not a one. That's it. Not a one. That's it. No other Halloween no movies other came out Halloween this month. No other Halloween movies came out this Halloween uh-huh. Yeah. Certainly no other <laughs> Halloween movies are available to watch this Halloween. Correct. Listen, <laughs> folks, we have a Patreon. We sure do. Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y, unemployed. Uh, for $5 a month, you get access to a bunch of podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. For $10 a month, you can watch movies with us every Friday night. On top of everything we just said, we often watch horror movies. I'm sure we've been watching horror movies all spook em ups month. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, and there's a bunch of other tiers on there. You can also review us wherever you get your podcasts, perhaps like Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I hear these iPhones are the future. Yeah, these time. iPhones. Yeah, man. Mr. Harrigan yeah. would, would, would have, would have oh. lamented uh, all these podcasts we're doing for your, for your iPhones. <laughs> oh, Mr. Harrigan would have hated us. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yes. He would have murdered the shit he out of he us. He would have yeah. paid to have us killed. Uh, yeah, I was murdered. <laughs> yep. Uh, we also have a store. Head over to GameflyUnemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So check that out. We should, uh, yeah. we should, we should do a new design, Dave. We should do something new. That would be fun. I yeah. like that idea. We should do Maybe a new like, thing. Uh, it's been a minute since we did a new thing. Like uh, us like getting murdered by Donald Sutherland? Probably like that. Right? Yeah. It should be us getting killed by Donald Sutherland. Yeah. That's how Just this is always sta- going to end. Yeah. Stabbing one of us and like biting the other in the neck or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds Or like a right. werewolf. Werewolf Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, like, I like the sound of le- that. Yeah. I need that in my life. Yeah. Donald Sutherland by the light of the full moon. Yeah. Um... <laughs> He is a werewolf, you know. Of course, yeah. Look How at could him. he not be? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's got werewolf energy. I think he t- partially transforms into a werewolf in every movie I've ever seen him in. Yeah, that's true. He yeah. kind of does, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, Donald, you terrify me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, bye. Bye. Happy. Uh, oh, should we say Happy Halloween? Happy Halloween, happy everyone. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ho ho ho.